Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Multiversity Manga Club, the best unofficial weekly Shonen Jump podcast on the internet. Um, I think that's I, fair to say. Definitely. I am, <laughs> I am Zach, and I'm joined, as always, by Walt and Emily. How are you all doing? Doing all right. Uh, I'm okay. Um, you can probably tell I'm, I'm getting over a bit of a cold, so I apologize for my groggy voice and occasional coughing but um otherwise good 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 i um i've somehow avoided all of that despite the like one inch of pollen that's sit like dusting everything um in the general vicinity um but i'm sorry to hear that that's okay no i get horribly i get horrible um hay fever too so that's fun (laughs) It's it's the season of just like taking a Zyrtec every single day in the morning, yeah, and just kind of kind of soldiering through it. I yeah, feel, I feel that. Um, <laughs> well, uh, one thing that I hope that we didn't have to soldier through this month was reading Sandland, um, the the manga that we picked for the month of March written and illustrated by akira toriyama i picked this book because i had never read it and i love toriyama um and as far as i know you two had never read it either that's correct no i've never at all like even i think i think i knew of it and that was it (laughs) yeah same same um and it's it's kind of weird you know it's just a one-off um story um kind of akin to um Chico. Uh, yeah yeah exactly i don't i just blinked on that but whereas that tied into um the greater dragon ball mythos and and Chaco has since been in dragon ball super sandland is still very much its own thing um and just uh, you know kind of a quick summary it is about uh, the Prince of Demons, Beelzebub, and a sheriff, an old sheriff named Rao, um, who go on a search for this um, fabled water supply uh, because they live in a post-apocalyptic world where water is hoarded by a greedy king. Um it's basically uh, Akira Toriyama's Mad Max. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, not that, not that way. Mad Max. Yes, yeah. I don't mean that in a derogatory or critical way. Um, yeah. And Mad Max certainly isn't the first story to use that hook. Yeah. Um, no, certainly not. Um, I liked this a lot. What did you guys think? Yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was really... I mean... Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it's it's a pretty simple story, and it all just wraps up really nicely. So I don't I don't know if there's a whole lot to say about it <laughs> as far as like themes or anything go. But it was just it was just a nice little story, and I'm glad it I'm glad it it was planned to just be kind of a one off because when I was reading it, I was like, I wonder if this was actually supposed to be longer, and he had to make it shorter. But then I, I read, and I was like, no, he he meant this to be a shorter story. So that's good. Um, and also I was thinking, well, this is Akira Toriyama. He could probably, even if nobody was reading it, he could probably just be like, no, I'm going to make this 100 chapters too bad. <laughs> and they'd let him. Um, he probably could. 
Yeah, no, but I, I you know, for how short it was, it, it kind of did establish um, its characters pretty pretty well, um, the world, and just kind of wrapped up a nice little little story. It was good. Little yarn. <laughs> it, it is a little yarn, um, and and you're right. It's not particularly deep and so we won't you know we we won't be you know it's not like Yu-Gi-Oh where we discuss the merits <laughs> of capital punishment and and um you know pro or against death penalty but um <laughs> there I feel like there is just uh, this is a really great encapsulation of kind of what makes Toriyama's work his body of work so good um and just how good he is at um humor and at action scenes and just the whole page composition um there's just it's kind of a a textbook i think for just great shonen manga oh yeah so i'd like to offer a quick not quite dissenting opinion, but like half dissenting, concur in part and dissent in part. Okay. Um, as the law school textbooks say. Um, so I agree that it's not like particularly deep and it's not like, you know, super cerebral or intellectual or anything like that. But I do think it's an interesting contrast to, you know, um, Dragon Ball, Jaco, I mean, granted, that's part of the broader Dragon Ball stuff. Um, but it, those, I think, like, Dragon Ball, especially, like, maybe with the exception of, like, some stuff with the Red Ribbon Army, that's about as close as you can get to, like, a truly apolitical work. <laughs> there's, like, there's not much, like, yeah, <clears throat> going on in Dragon Ball, much as I love it. Um, it's not really, no, it's no. not really saying it's, anything. It's fine. It's a manga for boys. Yeah. Like. <laughs> so I thought that this was kind of, this isn't like extremely complex and it's, and, and, you know, it's pretty like, you know, surface level stuff. Mm. Boys but, like it when you don't say anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that can but, be taken on so many bad levels. It's okay. That's pretty funny. Um, But this one, like, again, even though it's not, like, super nuanced or anything, this at least has, like, a little bit more to it. You know, there's this, I mean, it's yet again another uh, semi-environmentalist theme, kind of, you know, certainly not to the extent of Nausicaa, but still, like, you know, it's i'm pretty sure it's stated pretty early on that yeah this is all the result of mankind's own doing yeah um it was not yeah. just not just some random catastrophic event so you've got a bit of that you've got you know um your crony capitalism though of course the case could be made that all capitalism is crony but again as we like to say that's for another podcast so you know it's it's not super in depth and it's not like you know extremely intellectually stimulating <laughs> but it, it does like have a kind of bit to Toriyama that I am not particularly used to now granted I haven't read a lot of his work um you know I, I don't know maybe Dr. Slump um is less 
is like in this kind of like, you know, very broadly, very like surface level kind of critique stuff. But I thought it had a little bit more going on in it in that level than, you know, some of his other work. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I think Doctor Slump is almost completely just a comedy yeah, manga, think, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know for right. sure, but um, yeah, I mean, as far as any political themes at all, sure, this is it has this, it, it has, has it has a, it has some themes, it, yes, it does have themes, um, yes, yeah. like what was it that we're Moby Dick the book has lots of themes in it's it. It's got lots. It's of got themes. in fact, it has all the themes. Everything. Um. That's only funny to me. I, I don't know why I was talking about that with Walter the other day, but we were. Um, I thought there was something else we were talking about that is like someone's talking about themes and we were like, this doesn't have them. Oh, Pirates well, of the Caribbean. Also- yeah. Pirates of the Caribbean, that's right. Yeah, we were, Let's- sorry for a bit of a quick digression, but we were watching Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of the Black Pearl. Great um, movie. With the, Classic. With the commentary. Um, Not just any commentary. This was commentary specifically by... Um, the guy that plays Commander uh, Norrington and Kira Knightley and Kira Knightley, and they were so funny. They were so funny, <laughs> but in the scenes that didn't have them, it was the producer instead, I believe, not the director, but the producer, Jerry Bruckheimer. Um, and so you know they were like probably inebriated and like were, you know having fun. They were just drunk and having Whereas fun. And he was like extremely serious, and he was like you know the themes in this movie to which i, I forget whether it was you or me it was what just, themes? there are no themes yeah and you know it's a scene where like johnny depp and orlando bloom are sword fighting and he's like i had to make sure they understood their characters their motivations and stuff and i'm like okay they have personalities sure i don't know if they have deep-seated you know fears anxieties complex <laughs> problems like <laughs> that worries about the pirate in his blood i mean where's the rom gone yeah, that is a... <laughs> we didn't get that far actually though we probably next time uh because we'll it was getting it was getting kind of late but um <laughs> anyway uh, yeah anyway the point of that long digression is that <laughs> this has more uh themes to it than pirates of the caribbean or dragon ball yeah um, still not a lot but it yeah. has some it's there it's there and there are some nice character beats um yeah y- I, you oh go ahead oh no i was gonna say i i actually for some reason i i mean so i haven't read all of dragon ball i mean i have like experienced the whole series either through watching it or reading some of it um but this kind of made me appreciate him more as a writer um i know that sounds kind of weird because i was saying like it's not particularly like deep or complex or anything and i mean again this is for kids, but I mean, just the characterization of everybody and just kind of the clear sort of plotting. Um, I just thought it was really good. And I was like, you know, he makes this look, he makes this look easy, but it's kind of just a, a master of his craft, just being like, okay, I'm going to do this kind of story now. And it turns out really well, yeah, really nice. And um, just clean action and plotting. And yeah, the action I, Oh God, after reading a lot of My Hero Academia, and I love My Hero Academia, but those action scenes, hard to follow. Kira Toriyama, like the clearest, cleanest action sequences ever. I I, I don't know how, I, I can't stress that enough. It's just great. <laughs> All of his action. Awesome. It, it is really good. And and he, it, it's so funny, like how he kind of masters also like the the power up scene like i guess we're gonna 
I, I'm going to jump ahead <clears throat> to the very end, uh, sort of, but where um, Beelzebub accesses the power of the night to fight the yeah. insect man, and he's just going Super Saiyan, basically. Yeah. Um, he, he just has that down to a science yeah. as well. Yeah, I mean, he basically just did, like, a Dragon Ball, like, not an energy blast, but the thing where you power up and just, like, energy, invisible energy comes off you and, like, hits, kind of, like, levels out the ground around you, so you're just standing on, like, a on like a pillar of ground because everything mm -hmm. around was, was like, um, flattened further down into the ground, so. Yeah, totally. Yes. That was definitely the most Dragon Ball-esque part of it. Mm-hmm. Um... I, I I think I, I tweeted a scene early on from the first issue or the first chapter where um, Beelzebub gets a PlayStation 6, six. with a copy yeah. of Dragon Ball <laughs> yeah. 13. Um, that was cute. Which is like amazingly... It might um, be right on the money. It might be exactly right at the oh my gosh. pace that we're going. <laughs> True. And, and by that point, we will be in our post-apocalyptic hellscape. So, and we'll have yeah. the demons to help us. Yeah, it was predictive. Um, but just the scene following that, where he's going to ask his um, father, Lucifer, uh, who looks Deborah. exactly like Deborah from. De I was, I was literally just looking him up because I, I want to make sure I had the name right. I was like, it's just Deborah. <laughs> It's, which is great. There yeah. are a lot of like fun. Uh, there are a lot of characters, kind of like when we talked about um, with Urasawa and how a lot of his characters favor each other. Yeah, um, Toriyama does that a lot as well. I feel like it's it's not an exact one for one, um, unless except in this case where it clearly is. Um, but there are a lot of characters in this that favor other Dragon Ball characters yeah. to certain degrees. Um, but but yeah, the scene where he he asks if he can go on this quest with uh, Rao, um, who we later find out is his real name is Shiba, um, and and he says yes, um, but when you get back, you can only play video games for one hour a day. Yeah, um, which is just like the best like Toriyama gag. Yeah. I feel like he did a lot of yeah right. He did a lot of um, jokes like that in Dragon Ball too. I can't. I, of course, now I can't think of an exact ex uh, of a specific example, but like those kinds of jokes were common. Like there would be some really powerful character, and they'd have some like dumb gimmick or joke associated with them. Like I mean, I guess Boo's thing is like candy. Yeah. Like I mean, I mean, I know that's not. I don't know how to explain. It. Like it feels like the same kind of joke. I don't know. Like just I, kind of these silly like references to. It's very mundane. Yeah. Things. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I guess like he doesn't have he doesn't corner the market on that type of humor necessarily, no. but he just does it again so naturally and and so well. Um, and maybe it's just growing up with his work, but just kind of reading something with his style again is just so nice. His style is so good. <laughs> I mean, often imitated. Uh, yeah. Like just the Never. eyebrows of people. I love how I love the eyebrows on human characters. He does. I love his um, machines mm -hmm. um, and his monsters, and he got to do all of that in this one. Yeah, um, yeah. All of the designs were very distinctive and and unique. Um, you know, the tanks are very interesting. The a lot of the um, aircraft he uses are are very weird because they are 
spherical yeah. rather mm -hmm. than like, yeah. aerodynamic. Um, yeah. General... Which he's done a lot. Um, he, he likes drawing spherical flying objects. Yeah. Least. I was going to say, um, like, the, the main bad guy, the secret main bad guy, this General Zoo, who um, is just this old man in, like, a floating sphere. I mean, he's he's kind of like, you know how Frieza had that um, sphere thing he flew around in? Mm -hmm. It was basically kind of like that, except you never actually saw Zoo out of it. Um, Zoo is, like, very Dr. Robotnik. That was the... Yeah. <laughs> or Eggman, if you want to be a purist, I guess. <laughs> yeah, except he, he didn't have... Um, he, his... His design wasn't as like I guess crazy. He was just kind of an yeah. old guy. Um, he does not hate that hedgehog. I guess that, that we know of. I guess Beelzebub yeah. would be the. I guess he does look a bit hedgehoggy. <laughs> he kind of looks like Sonic. Beelzebub, and he was fast. He could run fast, and he had the little trunks shoes on. And doesn't in Sonic Boom doesn't he have goggles? Don't yeah, they all have goggles and they all have bandanas. That's right. <laughs> Man, once again, the predictive <laughs> power of Toriyama. Yeah, um, this is slightly off topic, but slightly also on topic. Talking about, um, you know, Toriyama's style. Did either of you see the trailer for the Dragon Quest V uh, CG movie? Oh no, I heard about that. I meant to check it out. Right? But... Yeah, same. I didn't it, actually see it. It looks good, but the style is not very mm. Toriyama-esque it's interesting I saw a lot of people commenting on that that it's yeah. kind of more of like a generic um yeah and I would style and I would want it to just be Toriyama style I don't think I could look at it would be like watching a Dragon Ball thing and it being like I don't know yeah it's generic. missing like the distinctive like you mentioned like the eyebrows and the just those the, the clothing facial features yeah yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I will say, I guess my only complaint, um, content wise was I wish that there were more demons in it because I really liked the first chapter or two where you got to see all of the demon friends of Beelzebub and Thief. There was like a ghost, there was like a centaur, and I think there was even like a slime, yeah. a slime-esque kind of thing that like melted into the ground or something. Um, yeah, I think a few of them were straight up repurposed, uh, yeah. I mean, they were more or less Dragon Quest, Dragon Warrior, uh, Dragon Quest monsters. Um, hey, that's a game. Was it, it Dragon Warrior monsters or Dragon Quest? Monsters? In the US, it was Dragon Warrior Dragon monsters, Warrior monsters mm -hmm. which is weird because then it was rebranded as Dragon Quest here, and isn't it isn't it still Dragon Warrior? And in... no, oh no, okay, it was totally There's rebranded only Dragon Warrior as here, I think. okay. Yeah, never yeah, mind. There was some kind of copyright issue in america i think some kind of tabletop rpg that oh. also was called dragon quest i think okay i guess um, it is kind of a generic name <laughs> yeah um so yeah i mean I, I just wish we got a little bit more of those guys um yeah but... and it and it kind of even hinted you know like if it were to continue <clears throat> um at the end, there was that joke about you know Beelzebub summoning other other demons to to help out. Um, I don't know. After I read this, and and you know having previously read Jocko and how that ended with tying into Dragon Ball, part of me, I mean, it's <laughs> fine. Not everything has to tie into everything. Right. It's right. Fine. I'm sure but someone's I was left thinking like, what if this did? I, I'm sure someone's know. written a fan theory somewhere about how Sandlands 
secretly set on like a remote island in the Dragon Ball world. Oh yeah, or yeah. or it's like either super far in the past or super far, far ahead in the future. future. That's the classic. The two forms of storytelling. <laughs> Everything is connected. Everything any single creator has made is connected, and it's either past or future. Nothing in between. Um, Nothing in between. I mean, Rao's... the universe is the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Rao is what? Uh, I was just going to... Oh, you were going to go down a uh, theory Just, just theory a dumb... Hole? Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Nappa came back to life, but then got, like... Ripped? Less ripped. That's one of the funniest things in Dragon Ball, by the way, that in GT, Nappa got killed twice by... Got killed again by Vegeta, because he came back from hell. Do you remember that, Zach? Did you watch Vaguely, GT? man. Yeah, <laughs> so I have seen all of GT, but only once, and it was a very long time ago. Um, man... I, I just, just I, yeah. I never. I don't think I ever watched an episode of GT. I just read about it before it was released here, when on the early days of the internet. I thought it was watchable, um, and I liked. It's definitely watchable. I agree. I liked what I saw, um, but yeah, there. I mean, because there were just some really funny. There's some really funny stuff in there. Um, mostly like the the stuff that everybody knows about, like uh, Vegeta's mustache. Um, Vegeta and his daughter going shopping, and of course Nappa getting killed by him again. Um, I mean, yeah, like, like I, I totally get people just being like, "No, this is just, just this is just, uh, like, totally disposable," or just like you could just skip it. But I think yeah, I, yeah. if you're a big enough know. fan, it's like it's like fun. Super Saiyan Four was just the thing for a while. I mean, it's pretty cool. It's it's a look. <laughs> It is. It's unique, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of well, surprised. I'm kind of surprised this didn't get like some kind of OVA or something. Actually. Yeah, yeah. it would make a very good. Just... It would make a good little movie, I think. Yeah. It. Uh... Maybe it... Toei wouldn't screw the animation up this time. Well, I. You know what? All right, let's the... let's not get ahead. Even of in like Battle of Gods, looked terrible in some parts. Oh. Um. I thought Battle of Gods was really good and fun, but I still think the best Dragon Ball movie is is World's Strongest because the animation is good all the way through. And I mean, that's mainly the. Re I mean, it's also just like a kind of a fun action movie, but like these later movies where they just kind of, even even with like their biggest, arguably like the biggest manga anime property of all time, like they're like, okay, yeah, let's just CG this scene and make it look really bad, and Beerus is just gonna have this like big purple ugly background behind him, like. I don't know. I don't know what Toei is, is smoking, but... <laughs> oh, man, we need to review all the Dragon Ball movies. That's what... That's, oh, that's Patreon. That's, that's, that's more Patreon. Patreon. That'll be, like, the first Patreon tier. <laughs> we'll uh, review... Uh, aside from... Or, like, along with the podcast, we'll review one Dragon Ball movie a month. <laughs> Stealing those uh, DC3 jokes. It's okay. it's okay it's okay we we're so original <laughs> it's okay we've we've got zach so it's all right well actually the dc3 is over now um, that's right because i read a marvel book um, uh -oh. and tweeted about it so we Man, yeah uh, that, that does violate your contract i'm afraid yeah i saw your are... dc me and dc we <laughs> jokes <laughs> 
DC me. It's just Walter talking into the mic by himself. Just very monotone. I, Sounds like a ransom demand video. I have to admit, like, I don't really, I, unless you're like really charismatic, like, I don't really understand podcasts with just one per. Well, I mean, I don't know. I, I think I think people. What I, what I'm getting at is, I think people who are just like talking by themselves might overestimate their own charm and charisma on the mic. Um, I say that as somebody whose podcast gets probably like. 10, billion 10 listeners. listeners but yeah i feel like you really have to be talking about something i feel like that we're getting off in the weeds now but i feel like that <laughs> it works better in like an educational standpoint yeah. as yeah, opposed yeah. to like a conversational yeah um yeah sorry to veer <laughs> no i don't um, mind i love that I, <laughs> I, I, listen I, to the dc3 cast that's <laughs> yeah um, i mean uh i guess as far as sandlin goes i mean i don't really have any big problems with it or anything i guess i've said everything i wanted to say yeah, you know like a, art's it's good. a really good brief Story's self-contained good. story yeah you know like, yeah. yeah which is very hard to come by honestly and i think like maybe it could be something you could show to somebody that might like fantasy but has never really read yeah manga before um it could be one of those it has the advantage of it comes in a single book one volume yeah um yeah, yeah which i feel like in Western comics is always a really big selling point. Um, yeah, we don't we... talk about it as much with uh, with manga, but yeah, that is, that is with Western comics. There's a lot of um, emphasis on like you know I want you know one thing that I can hand somebody. You no, know, it's partially because of just the convoluted nature of because uh, when we're talking about comics, we're often really talking about superhero comics, and those just have a bunch of right convoluted aspects to it yeah um, i'm much more used like as far as the western comics i read they're more like the creator owned like like just uh, i don't know what to call it non-superhero stories that i read the most of um but i mean like yeah like like most shonen series it's like yeah just start with with chapter one of one piece it's easy but then it's like well yeah but there's also 95 more volumes you have to read but don't worry about it <laughs> you'll get there <laughs> yeah 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 no, yeah, but, but I, I, yeah, I almost, it's weird because I think at least in my impression of, of manga, at least in America, um, short, shorter series tend to be overlooked, um, just because yeah. it's like, oh, it's only one volume. Why would I read that when I have 90 plus volumes of one piece to read? And, and even then a lot of like series that are shorter, there's, there's still across multiple books, like, you know, Akira, it's like yeah. what, five, six volumes. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's very rare that you get a series that even like one that's considered short that fits in a single little thing. Yeah, I actually um a couple of years ago I picked up like a Trigun like all-in-one uh thing that they were selling. Um I forget. I think I might have just seen a sale on Amazon or something and um Yeah, I mean like even that is a bit of a stretch cuz it's like huge and it's like a big book. It's like yeah, they kind of had to cram it in there. It's the same it's, <laughs> it's Dark Horse they they've been doing these um like ones where it's got like digest size dimensions but it's like thick as a brick. Yeah. Um I know that um our number one fan Vince um <laughs> had that issue with reading Lone Wolf and Cub, which I have as well and yeah, it's it's 
it's not the it's well it's not that doesn't have all of lone wolf and um but the trigon example it's got yeah. it's got all of it but it's yeah it's just a so, bit compressed yeah so in, it's like hard to kind of and his art i haven't read all of it i've seen all of trigon which um the manga i understand differs in certain ways quite a bit from the anime but like for the most part if you watch the anime you get pretty much the story um yeah but like it, also like night Owl's art is um uh, kind of a little bit hard to follow, so it's a it's a little uh, it, it's made a little bit worse by the um compressed by being sucked into yeah, the gutter. Yeah, yeah, not that it's bad or anything. I just it's something I noticed when I read a bit of it a couple of years ago. So yeah. in this sense, it's like Jaco is the same way. Jaco is all in one. Uh, now, granted, it as we've mentioned, it ties into a broader thing, but yeah, you could in theory read Jaco. But fine. It's just more like yeah. the very last chapter would be kind of like, oh, right. cool, Who's... I guess. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, this is literally just yeah. one and done, totally self-contained story, which I think, have we read anything else like that on here that was just the one <laughs> um... one thing? I mean, we read all of um, Naushka, but... That was kind of long. Yeah, so then... that was um... long. Um, I'm, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like I we did, but I... Thing. I feel like we did, but I can't remember. Again, we we read all or most of Pluto, and but that we again, read all the manga. So. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, Pluto again as an example, not Pretty very big. long, um, but still eight books. Um, right. So I definitely think there's a there's a place for stuff like this, you know, just to you know, a single thing you can have in a single yeah. book. It's, it's uh. It's not a, it might not be as essential to manga because mm. people are less daunted by it, by the fact that you just start at one and go. And so you don't have like the hangups that you do with a lot of the crossovers, right? Would the equivalent, like, you know how the crossover events for manga would be like when, um, the food wars or no, what was it? Um, food wars and one piece happened. food wars and one piece, Sanji, Sanji and food wars. Yeah. Right. Or well, it was more that yeah. it was more that the Food Wars guy drew Sanji yeah, that, into. Yeah, it wasn't that wasn't even a real crossover. Right, but it, yeah, okay, never mind. I, I know there was like more a Dragon Ball issue. One Piece thing. Oh yeah, I forget what that even was. I think I mean most of those things are usually like completely just AU's or uh, what's the or, word um, non-canon. <laughs> as opposed to in superhero comics, with it being the center of everything. <laughs> yes yes i yeah oh my gosh yeah i joke about it on social media but like you know i'll talk to walter or you guys about uh, um <laughs> it's just kind of some aspects of western superhero comics and walter's like oh yeah the new 52 i was like er, and the 52 and i was like wait is new 52 and 52 the same thing he's like no no it's different and here's how and i'm like oh no <laughs> i mean again like i'm not saying it's like <laughs> I'm not saying it's like super hard, but like if you're just if you have no context and someone's just explaining to you, it probably does it, like it does kind of seem daunting. But um, yeah, it's really funny how like the canon <laughs> conversation differs between uh, manga and superhero comics because with with manga it's always like the argument of of manga versus anime right. and and what what counts. Um, Whereas in Western comics, it's, yeah, it's like what has been retconned, what doesn't count, what <laughs> has been disregarded. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah. 
Well, I guess just because we can all just uh, we can all just bond over <laughs> canon disputes. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess it's just because manga has more of a tradition of being written and drawn by one person, uh, and it it just has a completely different development cycle than it seems right. like Western comics do. Which I know, like, I guess that seems like the obvious answer. Like, well, yeah, of course they're different, just because well, they're different. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I think there are some things that like. Western comics, and I guess could could do that manga does that would make it a little more accessible, and maybe vice versa. Um, I don't know what those things are, but nah, manga I just doesn't, thought I, manga I, doesn't really need to learn much from. You don't think so? American okay, comics. I was trying. I was trying to be <laughs> no. fair because I always manga's doing fine. <laughs> American comics could learn a lot from manga. Um, How about but... American comics has anthologies? Like, well. So Shonen Jump, I mean, I guess Shonen Jump actually changed that here. I mean, they're not really even... Right, yeah, it's technically not even an anthology. I really hate, I hate almost any time that Marvel or DC (laughs) try doing any kind of anthology thing. It's almost always bad. Because they don't, they don't trust in it enough. And so it just tends to be a waste of time. Yeah, it it almost never counts or means anything. It's always kind of just... They need to go with it if they're going to do it. My my feeling is like always when I talk to people that mostly read manga, most of them are happy. <laughs> <laughs> most yeah. of the people that read mostly superhero comics seem mad all the time. <laughs> that's, that's, I think that's a fair, you know, generalizations aren't always uh, uh, a great thing, but like, I, I think that that's fair. Like, I mean, most people, like, I, I'm, I'm like partly joking, but I mean... You know what I'm saying? It's like, wow, well, one, one Piece was great this week. Or like, you know, uh, we're a little disappointed with Food Wars, but man, this was good this week. This was good this week. And, you know, like talking about DC Comics is like, oh my God, you know, Heroes, or what's it? Heroes in Crisis. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I'm always like, if oh, I'm man. thinking of the name of like a comic, I'm like, okay, Crisis, Heroes, and like Infinite <laughs> Earths. Those Earth. are always words in the title. So I'm always like, Crisis on Infinite Earths, Heroes uh rescue <laughs> right and it's partially, it's partially because like if food wars starts to suck that doesn't affect my enjoyment of you know one piece right whereas you know there's like bleed over from other <laughs> comics and from other superhero comics but, and other ones so sometimes like they can bring down their but what if soma goes back to his home planet and it's one piece world <laughs> And then Soma's in One Piece. That would be pretty cool. And he's though. on the Baratier, the uh, yeah. ship that uh, Sanji <laughs> worked on. Uh, what if Soma has a nine-panel grid talking about how he doesn't really like cooking or something? Oh my god! I'm trying to think. I was uh, Eisner. Yep. Nami and Robin talking about how Sanji is an abusive boyfriend. <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm going off of what you told me. There was wasn't there something about people fighting about Robin or something like that? Robin, as in. Uh, what's his real name? <laughs> Which Drake? Tim Drake. Tim Drake. What about? I, uh, never mind. I I don't or maybe know. Maybe it might have been Dick or Rick. He's Rick now. He is Rick Grayson. Okay, now. God. He is Rick Grayson. Call him Rick. Oh my God. Oh man, we're we're <laughs> um, I'm, at, I'm getting PTSD. Um, anything else on uh, Sandland before we get into the weekly Shonen Jump books? It's good. You it's should read it, if especially if you have uh, the subscription to the back catalog or the vault, whatever the hell they call it. I forget. The d- it's, I think it. the yeah. Disney vault is what you're thinking of. <laughs> the back, yeah, we could just call it the back. Actually, it might be the Shonen Jump 
vault, actually, now that you... I think it's the vault. Okay. That wasn't the game. The vault's the also... I think it is the vault, yeah. The vault's also a really, really hard dungeon in Final Fantasy XIV. I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> it's not that hard. Yeah. Well, you're not a healer, so... That's true. Um, anyway, it's good. Yeah. Read it. It will take you, like, an hour, maybe. Yes. Oh. It is refreshing in that yes, way. Yes, for sure. Um, to not have something else to read that will take me, like, a few months. Yeah. Um, I guess, Emily, you have the pick next month. Yep. Um, so for next month, we're going to read the first three volumes of To Your Eternity by Yoshitoki Oima. Um, you might remember, uh, we did A Silent Voice. Uh, I want to say, gosh, it was more than a year ago now. Um, it was a while ago. Um, and she is the, she is the mangaka of that as well. Um, and this seems to be um a completely different kind of story kind of like a a sci-fi fantasy-ish thing about a an entity that like kind of an unknowable kind of i don't want to say eldritch but just kind of a like a alien being comes to earth and kind of takes on different forms of life and learns about living i suppose i don't really it, it, it has a it has a weird um premise but that's kind of like partly why I, why I picked it. And I was like, wow, this is completely different than a story about bullying. Um, <laughs> uh, and, and we all like really liked Silent Voice. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, Absolutely. I, uh, again, hear good things about this. So um, yeah, first three volumes of To Your Eternity for next month. All right. All right. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll be back to talk about the... Uh, books in weekly shonen jump for the month of march hello podcast listeners we're the hosts of the dc3 cast i'm zach i'm vince and i'm brian each week we discuss most of the new releases from dc comics focusing mainly on rebirth wildstorm and young animal we also look at the news of the week discuss the film and television adaptations of dc material and dig into industry rumors. We've also had a number of DC creators on our show, like Scott Snyder, Jim Lee, Christopher Priest, Steve Orlando, and Joshua Williamson. So, if you like Borat jokes, no bad to end video impressions, this is bad, what the f***? And an in-depth look at DC each week, join us every Wednesday morning at multiversitycomics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. Come get Jurgens with us. All right, we're back to talk about a few of the books in Weekly Shonen Jump, um, or I guess it's actually, it's technically still weekly, but I don't think we call it that anymore. Yeah, the, the trademark is now just Shonen Jump. Uh, I don't I don't like that, but that's we might, <laughs> I was going to say, we might still call it that. I don't think anybody's really going to take issue with it. Force it, it until somebody writes a mean review about us calling it Weekly Shonen Jump, we may continue to do so. Uh, and then we'll apologize on air on air i love um, to apologize on air <laughs> well um so there are two uh quote unquote jump starts um that uh came out this month uh, i think the the first chapter of last sayuki had dropped at the time of recording in february but we did want to wait a little bit um so i guess we can start off talking about that um it is written and illustrated by dajiro nanue um and 
don't know how to, who, who wants to start with this the art feels very playstation one jrpg oh my art. god so much the, yeah. the, oh my god the main character looks like if yeah he looks like oh i got it he looks like the main character in like a generic monster catching game yeah that's not dragon warrior monsters or pokemon <laughs> that's a good like he looks like one of those guys um, like backwards hat, uh, blue hair, I think. And Baseball like, bat. It it yeah. reminds me a lot of man. I, there is like a very specific Game Boy Advance game that I was thinking of this entire time, and I I can't peg what it is. Oh at man. All. Um, I wish I could find it. Um, was it like a JRPG game, or was no, it like a? I think it. No, it wasn't. I may be like low key in the background searching while we talk about this. But okay. Yeah, I mean, like PS One era too. Like those all like that goes hand in hand. I think, um, and I do really like the character designs a lot. Yeah. It's it's, it's they're they feel it's nostalgic old school. I think. Yeah. yeah. It's very polished. Yeah. Um, I like the dad's design. <laughs> He's just like big nose samurai. I don't know. Um, yeah, no, I, I can see the appeal. Um, I guess I'm not crazy about it, but like I, now that you, you make that comparison, I, I understand being drawn to that. Um, it's sorry, a, go it's ahead, a little, Walter. I, I was just saying it's a little too generic for my taste, but the fact that it's, you know, it's very good. It's very yeah. well done. And then it's easy to follow. Like, yeah. The action is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to get this out of the way. We didn't really talk about the premise of this manga um, yet. Um, I know we like only just started talking about it. Um, but basically it's about this boy and his dad. I guess they work in a temple um, or live in a temple of some kind. Yeah. And uh, the dad finds this girl who I'm a little confused. Is she, does she have like, she has like prosthetic limbs, I think mostly or something like that. Something um, like that. Yeah. And she she has these magic powers, and basically the dad brought her there to, like, protect her, get her to open up to his son, and so that she would, like, not use these powers for evil. Accidentally. Accidentally. Um, which which basically they can make, like, anything she, you fear yeah, basically, turn real. Yeah, she can basically materialize <clears throat> people's fears on accident and there's there's kind of some like overly complicated lore about this i think so complicated. yeah like it i feel like it's it's kind of an okay idea but like they just kind of they kind of make it this thing where it's like if your moo opens up it's this box and then like you know if they if somebody sees if they see her like floating then they'll realize that the impossible can happen and then their fear will materialize and they kind of take a long time to describe this and it's just kind of it's a bit much i think um but the main thing though that has me worried about the last Sayuki is that like the very, at the end of the very first chapter, the dad says to the main character, Ryunosuke, this boy, he says, he says, um, my goal is to have it like for you to show her love, like this girl, Koharu love as, as her, as your little sister. And I'm like, Oh no, this is one of those stories. Isn't it? <laughs> like, I don't want to, okay. I don't want <clears throat> to drag the mangaka like prematurely. I guess, I guess I kind of am, but I, they are I, young. They're young, and and so far there hasn't been anything untoward or anything or anything like suggesting it's going to be bad. But like, I just kind of I don't even think there's been any like perverted no nothing jokes uh, of any kind, and that's for a 
we're six chapters into a new manga series. That's pretty impressive. I just, I, I hope everyone under, I just worry a little bit. <laughs> I worry a bit. Um, and I don't want to sound naive about it at the same time. I don't want to seem like I, I'm hating on it like too much, but I, I do want to put that forward that it's something that's keeping me from, it's just something that's, that's, that's holding me back from like kind of fully embracing it. You've seen um, some things. <clears throat> yeah. I know how these things can, can turn sometimes. out can sometimes turn out and they the thing i don't like about it is like i feel like a lot of them do this thing where it's like kind of emotionally um like manipulative where it's like oh it's really about um sorry <laughs> um family love but no it's actually this like weird thing where i am in love with my stepsister or my adopted sister and i this this could just all be total just this could be me freaking out for no reason but anyway <laughs> just wanted to get that out there I get it <clears throat> we've all it, been on the internet we know yeah yeah we know um but um as far as like I, I also like I said I think the lore kind of aspect of it is a bit kind of overcooked overcooked or I don't know what the word that's is. a good like word um. But, like, the action in it has been kind of cool, and some of the monster designs have been neat-ish. I don't yeah. really know what else to say about it. <laughs> yeah, I feel like when when the monsters are depicted is when it most departs from that kind of generic look, like, partially because of the nature of the monsters that are being drawn, you know, um, there's less of a formula to it, and thus it can kind of get a bit weirder i guess the most recent one wasn't too weird but some of the early ones were yeah a bit more unique so eh, it's fine yeah yeah it's fine i don't love it don't hate it how about you zach yeah i um don't want to tip my hand too much i guess i i think it's of the two new books it's the one i like less Mm um but I, i especially um once you get past the first chapter, I really liked kind of the direction it went. Um, it, it kind of has, I mean, it's just sort of a fun little supernatural battle manga, sort of. Um, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see where it goes after <clears throat> this like kind of first, like we're still kind of like concluding up the kind of first intro story. Cause the, Right. The whole thing with like the shed kind of led directly into his friend whose name I forget. You know, she gay. She gay. Okay. Um, and so once this whole stuff with Shige, who I'm assuming is getting mind wiped from the cliffhanger, it was kind of funny. The dad's like, "We are now going to begin <laughs> the uh, the surgery or something." Not the surgery, like the um the procedure which which i i read a lot of you know early x-men comics so i'm, I'm used to this just like oh yeah the good guys are just going to completely fry this guy's brain got it what if they turn yeah. shige into a zombie um so i, I i'm yeah it's probably just going to be kind of like hip, like hypnosis or something right and so i'm kind of depending on how big in i think how big in scale this is going to be is still kind of Obscured. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be very big. Um, well, one thing I noticed at the end of this chapter, and in regard to the <clears throat> that last panel, even. Um, so this this book is like pretty 
uh, leaning pretty heavily on a lot of like Japanese mythology. Um, right. Yeah. And that thing that he is summoning um, looks a lot like a Pokemon that I assume is also based on mythology. Um, Which one? I was thinking it's a Magatama. <laughs> I think it's a Magatama. Yeah. What is it? Wait, Let me see. What so, I'm, I wonder if they're. I wonder if they're the same thing, or if so, it's like based on that. So Walter and I know this because this is a big thing in Ace Attorney. <laughs> um, again, we we're name dropping it. Um, it's, it's in, at least in Ace Attorney, it's kind of this like spiritual item that, um, it's not a creature. I don't, it's not a, I don't think it's a thing. I think it's like a, it, it's like in, it's, like I said, in Ace Attorney, it's like a stone people use to like concentrate spiritual energy into, and you can kind of use it to do spirit, spirit stuff. Spirit stuff. It's kind of, it's kind of nebulous. Um, <laughs> um, so, so for me in this scene, I was like, oh, that makes sense. Magatama. But now that you mention it, I'm kind of curious what you thought. The love disc? I- <laughs> no, not love this. It looks like Musharna, which was from okay, Black yeah. and White yeah. and was involved in all of that dream Actually, stuff. Actually, like might have been stuff. Musharna yeah. might have been based Face. off of the design of the Yeah, Magatama. because Musharna is kind of like this like chubby pink thing, right? And yeah. Um, and what? It's just like the eyeball and the pointed snout thing. Yeah. Um, and like maybe if this is having to do with some kind of. I, I, I don't know. I, I just, I wondered. I wondered if there was a connection. Yeah, Masharna's rounder than I remembered, and doing a quick control F in uh, good old <laughs> Bulbapedia doesn't bring up Magatama, and they don't have very high... It does not. They, they, no. they do sorry, not Zach. have very high standards when it comes to like putting in speculation for etymology, so <laughs> I'm guessing it's probably not likely then. Was Mana... Was Mana was the pre... Okay. Yeah, Mana, Mana doesn't Mana look like the any... Yeah. Stage. Mana looks like a little... <laughs> elephantish like kind of pig elephant like, yeah anyway pokemon podcast yes and ace attorney um when we can fit it in yeah so um do we have anything else to say about it uh so far it's good enough i'll keep reading yeah. it i'm not bored with it yet yeah like that's I about s- all i can say yeah like i said i do somewhat apologize for what i said earlier um i won't bring it up again unless something really makes me think it's going in a weird direction i'm gonna i'm gonna give it the benefit of the doubt for now but uh just wanted to get that out there yeah that's fair <clears throat> yeah all right um so the second new book is yui kamio let's loose by hiroshi shibashi um this I, I really liked this book a lot. Yeah. Um, I thought the first it, chapter was really funny. The first chapter was a ton of fun. Yeah, it is. Um, and um, I was not expecting to like it at all. Like I saw the I saw the um art and I was like, oh no, this is this is this looks stupid. But I I don't know. There was something about the first chapter, and I think the first chapter is still my favorite. I think I think the rest of it's good, but like just this idea. It's such a stupid idea that like she this this girl is basically two different people when her hair is up and down and when it's down she's like this basically like demon delinquent or something I don't know what else to call it and she just beats other people up (laughs) that's all she does like I was just like tickled by that and I thought the bad guy was going to be like the hot boy of the school and I guess he's he's not really bad he's he's kind of like he's kind of kind of sort of the protagonist yeah I'd say he's completely Um, the protagonist yeah 
Because this is definitely shaping up. It's going to be a shoujo kind of. No, it's going to be a harem. Oh, harem, harem, yeah. It is definitely. Yes, um, yeah. And but it, with but the it has karate those girl like, delinquent elements too. Sure. Um. Um. It, oh, it is a harem because you know what I was the vibes I was getting from this. What I was getting a lot of like Scott Pilgrim vibes. I was going to uh, say Tenchi Muyo, actually. Yeah, Tenchi Muyo. Well, and and in fact, the art style kind of. Uh, Reminds me a bit of that kind of era, a bit. Um, and like I said, I don't mind it so far because it hasn't been like pervy or anything really. I mean, there's maybe been like some stuff, but like I, I honestly like I can't think of anything that I was like, oh right. god, no, like you know, anything like that. Um, Again, a plus. <clears throat> yeah, it's mostly just been kind of silly. Yeah, it's just goofy. I really like. It is really goofy. I really like the uh, face. That, I forget. I forget the name of her. Like, oh, um, I don't know. What would you assistant handmaid? Oh, yeah, like <laughs> oh, I like that character. Her name's like Ebby or something. Yeah, she gets like a cute little face when she's like sneaking up on her to yeah, like tie the. I'm trying to find a. Um, I'm trying to find yeah, a panel. Her, her, it's like not not oh Ebby something. Yeah, yeah. and um, I'm calling it now that if this if this goes on for a while, there's going to be like a. Uh, a chapter or two where it's like the main character alone with her instead. And right. Know, it's just going to be hinting that she likes him. It, this is definitely like, I wasn't sure at first with the first couple of chapters, but with the karate, uh, with the karate girl showing up, this is definitely um, a harem anime or a harem manga, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. A lot <clears throat> of them was are a, bad. Walter was a big fan. I of was all. not a big Nisikoi <laughs> fan. It was just sometimes funny. <laughs> I I don't know. I seem to remember it was, you like it was reading. like a solid six. You just read it because you, yeah. you you were like far enough, and then it was ending. Yeah, and then Walter's like, "I'm just gonna finish Nisoko," and I'm like, "All right." It was fine, I guess. Um, yeah, I'll keep reading this because this is this is more just like on the comedy side, yes. more than the romance side for sure. Oh, um, for sure. Like, which is good. I don't think I could take it as seriously. Yeah, that's, it was that's like the leaning, only. Yeah, leaning really take it really hard into like I really like her, and I'm sure they're gonna have stuff like that. But it's mostly just kind of like zany madcap stuff yeah. happening. I, I don't know if I want to read this for like 300 chapters. Right. I'll it's maybe the, go like 50 or 60. And I'm, I mean, this is like manga. I'm like yeah. 50 or 60. That's like, that's like what? 10 pages. It's nothing. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm impressed <clears throat> though with the quality of these two overall. Um, yeah. I, I, it's rare that we get to... A completely readable new uh, Shonen Jump books at the same time. Yeah, most of the time there's at least... Now, granted, they used to come in threes more often, but, you know, there... It was usually a pattern of there is, like, one clear winner and one clear loser. <laughs> I thought um, I thought the translation was good, too. Yes. By Daniel Komen. I thought it was... I thought it was, like, really fun. I think that... I thought it... I mean, not that The Last Sayuki was bad or anything. I just think that the... Humor was yes, it's especially was, important was for really comedy. Punchy for this one, yeah. <laughs> Somewhat of a play on words because she punches people like, and the, I kind of like that. I don't really know what she does. Like she just kind of fights people, and people are <laughs> mad at her. I don't really, and it's for like dumb reasons. Like she, <clears throat> the Yui Kamio that's bad, the one that has the um hair when her hair is uh, down. Like, for example, in, like, the latest chapter, there's a girl that lost to her in, like, a 
martial arts tournament. And it's just kind of like these nebulous, weird reasons why she's fighting these people. I, I kind of hope it stays that way. I know, I know it seems like there's some supernatural reason for why she's like this, but... Um, no, I'm pretty sure it's all scientific. <laughs> oh, yeah, they probably, like, they probably did, like, a brain transplant or something. You're right. This is... <laughs> This is actually a Tomie spinoff. <laughs> oh, oh dude, it's yeah because the black hair. She's becoming mm-hmm. Tomie, and when he puts when she puts her hair up, she becomes the good Yui. Yeah, I like this one. It's fun. It's different. Yeah, it's um. I will say, yeah, it's not like anything else in here. Yeah. Um. Which is definitely good. Yeah, and like I said, it's always like, and I, I was expecting nothing. I was expecting less than nothing when I saw the picture, and I was like, oh, God, okay. <laughs> I thought it was going to be like two girls, one's good, one's bad, which it is, but it's one girl, two, yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah, I think I said my piece on that. <sighs> Likewise. Same. Okay. Oh. Um, <clears throat> well, next up... Um, we wanted to talk a little bit about One Punch Man because there have been um, many pages of that. <laughs> that's that's a one way to put it. Many pages, many events. Um, so yeah, um, we since One Punch Man was added to uh, the Shonen Jump app, it looks like early March there have been three chapters and uh, a new chapter was just released that was again like the size of a <laughs> taco bun yeah, volume, yeah. You know? pretty much um and you know despite that I'll, there's still not a lot that has progressed I was thinking about like how long we've been dealing with this kidnapping arc and it feels <laughs> like at least a couple of years <clears throat> yeah maybe. I know I mean I mean, I think because, like, Metal Bat was out of the picture, like, what, two years ago? <laughs> when he... Yeah, I, um, I really can't remember. Yeah, like, um, I, you're right. I mean, this has been going on for a while. And, like, it's also because um, we get the chapters not as frequently. Um, mm-hmm. Because one and Mirada are working on, I think, it, just a, their own schedule, um, which is fine. Uh, but, yeah, because we're at the point now where... Garo, I think, is, like, temporarily out of the picture. He got kind of punched into unconsciousness by Gyoro Gyoro's monster. I think his name is Orochi or something like that. Um, Pretty sure it's Orochi. Orochi, yeah. Um, and now this guy, this Gyoro Gyoro character is um, saying he's going to, like, brainwash Garo to become an even bigger monster. And Garo, I'm sorry, Garo just kicks so much ass. Like, he was just incredible for like the chapters where he was the main character i like i couldn't get enough i was like this is just yeah th- this should just be called garo now this is great um he is like yes for a while he kind of was like the de facto protagonist and he's kind of like the evolution of vegeta yeah really, yeah he, you know like yeah yeah, I mean, I don't want to get too much into his character because I think we kind of talked about it a lot every cause, I think so too, because yeah. it was all Garo all the time. Every time we were talking about one 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 piece, ugh, one Punch Man. Um, but I think the highlight of these two latest chapters. Um, so the one we got, uh, I think, a week before uh, this week uh, was the one where uh, there was the new Blizzard bunch was being formed. Um, and uh, the some of the heroes were about to go fight the uh, 
I guess I forget what the actual name of it is, but like the the Monster Alliance, they're about to. I think it's the Monster Association. Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, yeah they were going to go infiltrate, um, kind of by groups. So like S class heroes would do this, A class, um, would do that. Um, and so like King King went off with like uh, Saitama and um... go off King. <laughs> Literally, um, it's funny because King King is also good at video games, just like the go off kings. They're I think they're like kind of good at video games at least. Um, Not really. <laughs> um, yeah, so like it's always good to see King. Um, I I'm like continually amazed at how <clears throat> he like evades, like how he yeah. keeps this facade going. And both in both in the context of the like comic itself, um, being impressed with King. But also the way that, you know, it manages to still stay funny. Yeah, I was going to yeah. say, like, it is one joke. I mean, it's one joke for King. And you but could there's almost... always just enough yeah. of, like, you know, a unique little kind of twist on I it. I think it's because, yeah. like, it takes so long for there to be a punchline <laughs> to King's jokes, where it's like, you know, he shows up at the centipede and, like, Saitama punches it. And, like, you know, he says, oh, thank God you were here, King. You know, like, to hold it off this long, you know? Right. <laughs> um <laughs> People think that the king, the king, what's it called? Um, the rumbling sound. Oh, the king engine. The king, <laughs> the king engine is just his heart beating because he's so scared. Um, yeah, like king's just great. Um, so that was that was the end of the last chapter where they were they were all oh, sorry the chapter before this last uh, penultimate. Um, uh, they were getting ready to go infiltrate. And now this chapter, this chapter was just a bunch of the, like some of the S class and some of the higher, uh, some of the class A and B heroes fighting some of the monsters. And it was great. It was a great chapter. Um, I don't know. What else Every to once say. in a while we get these care, these chapters that just introduce like a dozen or so new heroes. Oh, I loved it. I loved it so much. It, it's always great. Yeah, I heard, I saw you tweeting about uh, Narcissus. Oh my god, it's the only one I care about now. <laughs> I, okay, so let me just, I, I get obsessed with like at least one new One Punch Man uh, superhero every time they do these things and like this guy's mine. He's basically just like Tamaki from uh, Orin High School Host Club plus like Waluigi with the rose he has like he's like this blonde guy dressed with like um frilly white shirt and he just looks like a gentleman and he's got a rose in his mouth but like he doesn't his power is he just beats people up that's all he really does he just like punches right i mean he doesn't really have yeah i don't know what his thing really was like the others all had like really distinct yeah like attacks or or like gimmicks and his was just that he punched really hard and soft soft touch execution he also took a cinder block and beat a monster's head in with it yes. and then and then he caught his rose before it hit the ground okay i'm looking at the actual panels where this was happening um it's very funny um, yeah, there's a, there's a guy who has like uh, some kind of device on his nose, and he like it's basically like he he breathes in <laughs> yeah. or makes himself sneeze, and it's a cannon, and his name is Double Hole. <laughs> Double That's right. Hole. <laughs> I thought there was there's also a guy named Jet Nice Guy. <laughs> yeah, who I I think he's just like kind of another cyborg, and that's just his name. Yeah. Um, um... Uh, well, speaking of cyborg, um, um, crap. What's his name? Genos. Um, Genos. Genos. Yeah, Genos gets a big upgrade. Um, he's very sharp and scary now. Um, and if he if he uh, 
goes Kaoken too long, he might die. Basically, um, yeah. So We're, that's foreboding. Yeah. Poor Genos. It's funny though because like Genos, like I always say, like um, he he would be like the hero in like I guess kind of a more serious um, action manga. But he just so happens to be in One Punch Man, so he's not. He's just kind of like playing second fiddle to Saitama. Um, yeah. Even though Saitama, a lot of the time, isn't isn't in it very much because they know that like they can't they can't have the uh, the insta kill a guy around all the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. This was just it was just great. I mean, it was just really fun uh, fight scenes and seeing all the new the new characters and Atomic uh, Atomic Samurai was just um awesome <laughs> at the end there um fighting the uh rhino wrestler which is a uh, another great who keeps score <clears throat> on things and and yeah there was one point i i like didn't know if i should if you were supposed to take it this way but i there's only one way to take it really i think where he i can't remember which character it was but he does something um oh okay it's that um new class a hero um ea oh yeah yeah and he like hits him in the horn with his sword and then the rhino gives him 69 points (laughs) yeah i was i was um yeah i i was i was thinking about that too i was like wait what's that oh okay uh, cool. it would be uh, i don't i don't know he should have given he should have given 420 points yes 420 yes um oh my goodness yeah i i always feel like these chapters of one punch man like start to blur the lines between this book and uh my hero academia a little bit yeah um but it, it also like very clearly highlights the the difference in tone but like some of these heroes if they weren't so absurd well, actually, no. I mean, My Hero Academia has a lot of absurd heroes. Um, That's true. Yeah. Like, I feel like this Olympic um, athlete <laughs> hero girl, it could, like, easily be yeah. a, a My Hero Academia character. True, yeah, because some of the powers are a little vague. It's just, like, mm-hmm. it, it, you kind of just see, like, okay, you don't get as much of, like, how did they develop their powers and how did they, how did they like, wh- how did they train themselves? It's more just, like, here's their costume, um, here's kind of how they fight. Uh, make assumptions like I think I've mentioned this before but it's like it's like the dog guy what's his name um the dog hero the guy that dresses like a dog and he fights Garo in one of the funniest scenes in One Punch Man where Garo tries to punch him and and then the dog puts his paw on Garo's hand like I didn't mean Uh, watchdog man watchdog Watchdog man and and Garo has this look has this hilarious look on his face his eyes twitching and he's like I didn't mean shake like Walter said so (laughs) Yeah, it's a very cute. It's 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 funny. It's one of the funniest things that ever happened in One Punch Man, because I see it get shared around sometimes, and every time I see it, I laugh. Um, but yeah, I mean, just this one was really funny too. And this also had like, I was gonna mention this really cool like sniper guy. Well, I mean, he starts oh, out yeah. really cool. He shoots a bullet in half that's like aiming towards one of the other heroes, and then he shoots a he shoots someone behind him through the other end of his gun. But then when his, but then when his gun jams, he like freaks out and doesn't become cool anymore. It's kind of, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, he was really good. Um, 
the like es the guy with the esp helmet who doesn't do anything i think he like um, I, I i was i was trying to figure out what his deal was i think like maybe his his power is just inconsistent because he was like maybe. he was saying like oh no sai i think he said like sai chan or something like he was uh-huh, he was yeah. addressing his powers like like affectionately he's like oh, come on guys do something and then like i think he did end up uh defeating some enemies but yeah it's just it's always it's always fun it's always good yeah <sighs> um yeah i kind of just wanted to geek out about some of the new characters <laughs> that's all because uh, i mean that's really the main thing that this last chapter was about um yeah because literally like i'm just i'm just flipping to the end here real quick um tornado you know kind of tornado and um atomic samurai and child emperor kind of clean up uh at the end there and then some new monsters come to talk to gyoro gyoro and that's how it ended so Mm-hmm. Probably I'm um, gonna get another huge chapter next time too, which is good. I do like that when we get One Punch Man, we usually get a lot of it, so it's worth waiting. Never yeah. complaining about too much One Punch Man. Never. No. Um, right. Well. Oh. Yeah. Were you gonna say something? Else? I was just going to transition to take it away. Neolation. Uh, we. I think the last time we talked about this, it, it was it, when it was new. Yes, yeah, it was within the first couple of chapters, I want to say. Um, With our for sure, our lead hacker boy. Um, you know, this is as I said when we first talked about it. This has continued to be better than I was originally expecting. Um, it sounded like it could be like just kind of corny. Um, yeah, but it's it's been a lot of fun. Um, we had basically our Fast and Furious arc. Um, that was interesting. With a monk, Brother Ta. I loved his design. He was cool. <laughs> he was yeah. So good. I hope he keeps showing up. Even. And like the perviness in this doesn't really bother me as much because it's. It's not too it's often. Not, it's it, not the main character. And I don't generally. feel like the comic is pervy. It's more like right. the character was pervy. Yeah. If that makes sense. Like, because, you know, they're saying, like, oh, how are you a monk? And you're like so horny for my sister. Right. Uh, stuff like that. And, and, but then he turned out to be kind of like a likable character. A it's a fine. Yeah. 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 I, I really like that arc. Um, I love the design of the villain of it. I forget, I forget his <laughs> he, name. I forget right? his name, but he had like the crazy teeth and stuff. Yeah. Like it, it looked like looked like a mo- looked like a monster. He did kinda. <laughs> Fairly human. And now we're getting It the, was yeah, it was very fast and the furious. We're now getting the obligatory early flashback arc. Um of, we, uh, when Neo. we learn about Neo why he decided to become a hacker. He's um, a sad boy, you guys. Emily's favorite. Well, I mean, they're kids, so it's yeah. not as good. But like, I mean, I don't know if this is like. I, I'm guessing this is the driving force. But like, his he had like a he had like, like a childhood friend who was dying of like. This is like the Zoro thing, <laughs> dying of. Well, it isn't as bad as yeah. falling down. She, the she isn't. Oh she isn't dying from falling down the stairs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So he he kind of meets this this shut in girl who is like sick all the time, and she's. She is kind of dying of some disease, and so he's in the process of like using his tech powers to like. It's kind of interesting Cause, actually. Because at first, you know, it, it's the combined like him as a kid, like because he's smart, he kind of gets you know picked on, and so he doesn't really have much in the way of friends. Or she doesn't really have friends because she's sick and indoors all the time. Yeah. So then they become friends, and 
Um, it's fairly cute. Yeah, it's it's wholesome. Um, my guess is that uh, he fails. We we ended on the cliffhanger of like him as still like a kid, you know, trying to basically like I, he's he's yeah. trying to like he's leaking all this research so that people will like solve her condition, which which is like I guess kind of a tenuous. Uh, solution. He's, he's still like ten. At yeah, this point. but I mean, like, this is yeah, yeah, anything could happen. Um, um, and I'd rather it be more ridiculous than less ridiculous. Yeah, so. yeah, I mean, and the whole premise is, I mean, like, he, they're already doing, like, crazy stuff, like, hacking into someone else's car and taking over the, the GPS and, like, the self-driving mechanism. Yeah. Um, I mean, my guess, if, if this is, like, the sad flashback, it, it has to fail, right? Yeah, because Some, then he'll feel... Something goes wrong. He'll feel inadequate, and then he's like, yeah. I have to take on all the bad guys because... Or maybe there'll be some guy that, like, got in the way or something like that. Oh, yeah, it could tie with this, like, uh This kind of evil organization. Yeah, yeah what is it? Gival- Givaldon? Something like that. Givaldon. He has a... Weird design. It, yeah. The design... The designs in this got, like, weirder really quickly. Like, they were, yeah. like, kind of strange from the get... From, you know, just typical, like, like you know, shonen manga like kind of like slightly like okay this is maybe you don't really notice it at first then you look you a little bit more it's like oh this is kind of weird but then very quickly they've been introducing um some strange like, looking fellas yeah it's like you don't think about it and then and then if you yeah um with this ridiculous hat ridiculous hat and like skin tight clothing his, his cat eyes doesn't he literally have cat eyes like they're they are kind of weird, like they're, um, you mean the pupils? Yeah. Yeah, I think they are kind of like animal-like. Because he's, he's an nature. animal. Yeah, because like then he killed that other guy. Very, um, pretty violently. Yeah, he like basically... Bled him out. Yeah. Um, the guy that like created the... The, um, the AI. The AI thing, which was an earlier arc. I mean, it was really short. Yeah. Um, so now, but yeah, now we are at the... Uh, obligatory flashback of I guess like and I mean this guy seems like he's the main character and I, it kind of started with the delinquent guy yeah but, but um, I mean it's neolation neolation it, it is yeah. this guy who yeah. the hacker is the main yeah. uh I it's the main moving force at the very it's least. interesting now that like I know that this is going to keep going I guess because it I mean it could it could pull a It'll be interesting to see how many of these pull like a robot laser beam where where they're like, oh, you're getting canceled in five. Um, find a way to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> be like, it was all a dream Neo had um, when he was trying to save his friend. <laughs> Neo died on the way to the information superhighway. <laughs> yeah. He died uploading his memory to, <laughs> to the his, singularity, to his flash drive, to, to the cloud. Um but yeah, it, it's a lot of fun. It's, you know, yeah, it's, it, it scratches an itch that most of the series don't right now. It's fairly, like, it's more different than, like, Hellward and Higuma. Yeah. Like, where it's just kind of, that's kind of just, like, fantasy shonen. And then, like, even niche. Last Sayuki is kind of just, like, also fantasy shonen. Yeah. And then, like, there's, well, Yui Kamino, we said, was a little different. And this is, this is also, I mean, shonen, but it's kind of, like, it's different. It's not battle shonen, necessarily. Yeah. Um, At least not punching action right. battle shonen speaking of uh fantasy action shonen how about that black clover zach well i caught up on that and you haven't um, talked about it for you a know bit. i think we 
we haven't because there there hasn't been a lot of things like a lot of real forward momentum um but a big big thing happened where um, the fucking the devil actual devil is in this book now <laughs> literally satan i i don't know if they say satan but they say the devil i'm like 95 percent sure that's funny yeah uh, uh, and I... cool uh <laughs> i mean yeah it's, it's I wasn't better expecting than like that. what we've been getting yeah it's better than just this weird um kind of this elf possession arc thing that we yeah I, it's um, kind of like a double bluff of sorts that that was never really the point um like on the one hand it yeah. kind of reduces the little bit of moral complexity that was going on there kind of lessens that a bit very i mean it wasn't like super morally complex, no this was but... the most morally complex thing you had read since like the name of the rose is crazy yeah um, <laughs> um i i was sorry i just want to say it was funny when when you said zach last or i think it was last month you said i forget who is possessing who and yeah. i was just like what <laughs> i still i still don't really i have no idea i i don't know so like you brought up um i think during the uh uh, the Sandland discussion of uh, like comparing the the combat scenes in that with uh, My Hero Academia yeah. and how hard it is to follow there, and like I feel the same way about Black Clover, except in this I don't know who anyone is or what they do. Because um, they, they just keep... and like I have read every single chapter of this of this manga, and I just still have no idea it's, what's it's going. Partially because they keep introducing people mid fight. <laughs> Um, yeah. Well, you know, Yuki Tabata does. Um, so you don't really get, to, like, there's been, like, some people who I know, like, I've seen them before. It's like, oh, they showed up very briefly, like, you know, in a background scene once they had, like, one line of dialogue or something. But this is, like, the first real introduction we're getting to them. And it's, like, just, oh, and then the complicating factor of, again, like, people being possessed. So it's it's that person, but not really. Um, yeah i am like you know i'm always the doomsayer i'm always the doomsayer that i just don't know whenever this resolves which granted this arc can probably go on for another like billion chapters as it has without much real true development but i feel like it's a lot of uh I'm, I'm treading try- water. No, I'm trying to think of. It's kind of moving to a logical exactly. conclusion. Sort um, of. It sort of like this is, feels. This feels like, like <clears throat> this feels like endgame stuff. It does, and like the Asta and Yuna are kind of like in their like end series transformation right. phase. You know where they're like they look all ridiculous and decked yeah. out, and which you know from a. Um, from a um you know kind of market standpoint like i i can't like i feel that can't be the case this is you know it's quote unquote only 200 chapters um, never bet against long running popular shonen yeah, it's, coming to an end it's it's pretty <laughs> successful um you know it's one of the bigger new hits now um it's got an anime it's got video game spin-offs it's it's pretty popular um 
so I don't know. Like, yeah, I feel like it's, I, 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 I really have no idea where it's going to go after this. Granted, I don't really know where. Well, it's you know going. what my guess is. <laughs> my my guess is, um, if it's going to keep going, my guess is time jump. I could see that. Um. I yeah, because. Oh, oh no! I was gonna say right, it's time Emily. for like the two year. It's like time for One Piece like training arc. Everybody goes off to do their yeah, thing. Yeah, I think so because this feels like the the like culmination of a lot of things. I guess a lot of things that have um, been introduced mid arc. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, just like I, yeah, I don't know. This it it feels like the biggest arc of the series so far. It's definitely been the longest. That's arc. for fucking sure. Um. And like, I just don't really know what you do after this, other than just like wipe the slate. Yeah, just clean start something completely new, story wise. Um, yeah, which is fine. Would you say that, as someone that read the first ten chapters like a year and a half ago, would you say it's worth catching up on? Like, eventually, I would reserve my judgment till this is over. Okay, which may be like another year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean. I like want to like this series quite a lot, especially because at first it started off as like essentially a Naruto clone, yeah, um, like beat for beat, uh, and and the art is really good. Yeah, I like the art. The characters are, you know, fairly. I, as much as I like, I I know I know the main cast. Yeah. The like outs the outs the extended cast is very bloated, but they're they're interesting. And it's sometimes, you know, sometimes there's, like, a lot of, like, um, I don't want to, like, try to elevate this, but, I mean, it has, like, a lot of Game of Thrones-esque, <laughs> um, you know, like, royal family Damn. type, like, background mm-hmm. stuff going yeah. on, like, these are these royal figures for these great houses who have these complex, not complex, but, like, you know troubled backstories sure. yeah. and they'll they'll divert to that every once in a while and it's like that's kind of interesting yeah. i just like i feel like maybe if you read it in quick succession it would actually be a little bit easier hmm. to follow yeah I, th- I think that um, is a major part of what's been like a problem with this arc is it's just not working like chapter by chapter spread out over like a couple weeks because it just feels like yeah you know, to, to voice my complaint, I've said, like, I think in multiple things, and I wrote in a review and everything, but it's it's a lot of stuff happening without really feeling like anything's going anywhere. Um, and so I think, it, yeah, if you read it all in, like, quick succession, <laughs> it might not be so aggravating. <laughs> Sounds like you guys are really loving yeah. Black Clover then, and yeah. you guys are big fans, and I know I said... I said, I said, all manga fans are happy, happier. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I wouldn't even say that I'm like really aggravated with it as much as just like every time I read it, I'm I'm just befuddled and and is it, it's like water rushing over me and then it's gone. Is the writing better than Heroes in Crisis? <laughs> yes, definitely. Okay. Like no comparison. Yeah, it's, it's much better. The, the, oh, man. What if what if it, next chapter um, Asta starts like talking about thomas aquinas or something like that <laughs> no what if he does what oh, if, that would actually whip. <laughs> what if he that. talks to the camera and he's like i wonder if you guys have heard of a little man named sigmund freud <laughs> like, i don't know like because i i don't remember i the, the one heroes in crisis thing i read was like but i feel like they, they busted out these like 
philosopher. Yeah, like these philosopher names, and I was like, what? Did you show her the the narc yeah, page? Yeah, I, I wall? The caveman guy. <laughs> Who's, who's like what oh and he's like this is a poem by wh auden <laughs> like, yeah like what remind remind narco's poem by yeah i, I, I don't know not williams wordsworth sorry <laughs> i was like what okay Tennyson, gonna, maybe i wandered lonely as a cloud all right <laughs> i don't anyway, know yeah give me give me more black clover anyway you know that's that's why i'm not oh, joining yeah. the dc3 and making it the DC four, um, despite all the fans clamoring, I know everyone's emailing Brian off the clock. You know, bring Walter back. We love him. Um, <laughs> I, I can't subject myself I, to that shit. <laughs> I, I just can't. I, I this is a little bit. Uh, we're nearing the end, but I'm just gonna say I, I can't stand anything that like I feel like is just name dropping famous people. Like like there was that Tomb Raider trailer. Do you remember that? Where the new oh, Tomb Raider and it quoted it. like Emily Dickinson or oh, something, and I just went. Walter and I went so like, "Oh, why?" You know, and like I felt the same way. It's like, oh, don't talk about Tomb Raider. That's Walt's. I'm oh, not Walt. That's Vince's uh, favorite game of this generation, <laughs> maybe of all time. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry, Vince. Yeah. Ask him about it. <laughs> well, I thought the. I thought the trailer with the Emily Dickinson quote or whoever was really bad. I'm sorry. Oh, was that or, was that for no, the, the game? Or it was for game. one of the newer one of the newer oh, okay. games. Yeah, I. Oh yeah, he he would still probably defend I, it. That's the that's the yeah. I mean, of course, I didn't play it or anything. Maybe it's a fun game, but <laughs> no, I can't take that seriously. Like, yeah, it's like you said, if if Asta started seeing like Thomas Aquinas or uh, <laughs> Augustine or something, <laughs> like, well. Or like before a One Piece chapter starts, there's like a quote from from Aristotle or something like like. Oh man, I just oh man, imagine if Luffy had nine panel oh, grid. What what could Luffy would just be talking about like that. eating? Actually, that would be kind of funny if they did a thing where like everybody just talks about the thing they're obsessed with. Luffy talk about meat. I can, oh, I can. Just... Zoro talk about swords. Sanji would either talk about food or something unmentionable. I don't know. I I can just imagine like Luffy like lamenting the the um, you know inconvenience of being stretched. Yeah, he'd be, well, he'd be talking about like not being able to swim because of the devil fruit. Yeah, he's like that looks yes. so fun. Yes, he's like I wish I could swim like Sanji, because I think Sanji like Cannon oh, is like the best swimmer on their crew because a couple of them can't swim. I just why do I know these things? I don't know. <laughs> well, this has been the Multiversity Tom King podcast. Um, I I feel bad because I don't even really have a I don't have a horse in this race. Like I don't even care, but I just I, I like to join in on the the dog piling. It's you fun. Who, do, who doesn't like getting mad at things that they don't really even care that much about? It's fun. A lot of people online do that. Don't worry. We're not alone. It's, we're not alone. Yeah. I think that's a good place to leave off on for this month. Yep. Um, we'll be back yep. in May. Uh, oh, shoot. Hold up. Sorry, I lost my page. Talk about um, more. Yeah, we're going to read Shonen the Jump, first. As always. And we're also going to be reading. Oh, sorry. I talked over you. Yeah, um, we're reading the first um, three volumes of To Your Eternity. Um, so I look forward to that. Yeah. And as always, you can find us on Twitter, Zach, where are you? 
I am at Wilker Fox. Uh, I am at Cosmos, of course. And I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. A uh, little bit of self-promotion sometime next week. That is the week that begins with the 8th of April. We will be doing, me and Emily will be doing a uh, Twitch stream of the Ace Attorney trilogy. Um just like probably the first case. We don't have a firm date because I had some things come up. But if you follow us on Twitter, yeah. on those handles that we just gave you, we'll tell you about it. In yeah. Advance. We'll probably keep promoting it every month because it'll probably take us a while to beat those game the game. Um, but yeah, probably once a week we'll be streaming the entire thing. So if you like Ace Attorney or if you just want to check in and, and hear us talk and say dumb stuff, then... You don't get enough of us, you know, <laughs> once a month. We're not like Making... Zach can have, you know, a weekly podcast on top of this. <laughs> yeah. If you want to hear more bad references to, like, other stuff, then sure. And to hear us go on tangents and stuff. <laughs> Please, right. come to our Twitch stream. And we'll... Otherwise, you'll hear from us next month. Yep. See ya. Later. Later.